Hello friends, and welcome back to the Pathfinder Kings as we play through Outlaws of Alkenstar. As always, we'd like to invite you to join our Discord and follow us on Twitter at TPKPodcast. Now, a recap of Session 3. After getting their asses kicked by a swarm of cockroaches, our heroes navigate their way past Moyle Lake with Orville operating the crane. However, the crane was just unfeasibly difficult to climb across, and so he wasn't able to get across with the rest of the party. After being told that this lake is actually a dump of alchemical waste, he decided to drain it to try and get across. But once drained, the lake revealed there was an alchemical abomination at the bottom. The party started fighting this, with Arcus and Orville shooting it from afar, but the creature got away into the sewers, and I'm sure we'll never see from it again. Now they're past the lake, the party finds what looks to be a makeshift alchemical lab, with two clockwork dogs midst all the other potions and tools. Upon closer inspection, the dogs lunge at Orville, but these these mechanical menaces didn't stand a chance against our party of heroes. Several benches constructed from stacked crates and sheets of metal line the southwestern corner of this area, creating a makeshift workshop. Each table is cluttered with tools, screws, machine parts, alchemical flasks, and various projects in different stages of construction. One path through the junk leads away to the north and another to the west. You guys just finished defeating the two clockwork dogs, and then you hear a slight rustling sound as a small little goblin crawls out from beneath one of the tables. Oh, oh, thank you. Monsi was so scared. Monsi made clock dogs to fight gnolls, but but Monsi messed up with their instructions and clock dogs fought everything, including Monsi. I'm impressed. You did a great job hiding there. I didn't even see that. Well, it, it's a pleasure to meet you, Monsi. Uh, we just came from across the pond over here. You, you might have seen us approach. How are you doing? You, you okay otherwise? You, you need some treatment? No, Monsi okay. Monsi hid before dogs got Monsi. Well, uh, sorry to break your dogs. Hope you can fix them. Uh, that would be, that would be great. Um, and, uh, just, just curious, uh, you, uh, I'm betting you made those dogs to protect you from the gnolls up north? Yes, yes. Monsi made clockwork dogs to fight gnolls, but Monsi told dogs to kill everything, and everything includes Monsi. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't do that next time. Yeah, Monsi will be smarter next time. It's always an easy mistake to make. So, um, are you this famous inventor we've been hearing all about? Yes, yes, Monsi does lots of inventions. Here, let let Monsi make you something as thanks. And she kind of like looks around a little bit and she's like, Oh, oh, my, my shop is very torn up. Monsi can't make things until you collect her items her, um, crafting tools. But if you collect crafting tools, Monsi can make you items. Well, that's downright generous of you. Uh, what, what kind of tools are you looking for? Monsi has lots of tools. Monsi has alchemist tools, crowbars, repair kits, snare kit, thieves tools, oil, artisan's tools. They, they should be around here scattered someplace. You just, you just have to look for them. Now, fellers, I know this offer is mighty kind, but do you really think we have the time to be 
looking around and picking up tools. I mean, we could do that later, but um, in the meantime, I do have some alchemist tools of my own. You could use temporarily if you wanted to. Oh, yes, Muncie can use them. What? Muncie can make you consumable. What What consumable would you like? Dealer's choice, Um, unless any of you lot have any suggestions. Can never go wrong with the oil of undead for these bones here. Yeah, I don't I don't really know much about alchemy. Well then, um as the man said, an oil of undead would be amazing. Alright, Monty Monty can make oil of unlife, and she quickly goes to work. She's putting like oil and like this thick cream into the alchemical set. It's not any, like, ingredients that you normally would use for this or normally even see. It's very much like she's collecting trash and using the trash to create this oil of unlife. But she mixes up the concoction and hands it over to you, and it is a minor oil of unlife through and through. I I take out a handful of my rounds for my gun, and I'm like, can you, like, I don't know, make these more explosive or anything? Is that possible? Monsi doesn't know how to use ammo, and Monsi doesn't have any boom boom powder. Okay. Monsi, sorry. Oh, that's okay. I, I appreciate it anyway. Well now, Monsi, do uh, you happen to know anything about the gnolls up north here? Yes, yes, gnolls bad. Gnolls kill longshanks and blame us goblins. We know kill longshanks. We, we trade to longshanks. Why would we kill longshanks? Bad for business. Any idea why they started killing the Longshanks up there? Monsi doesn't know. Monsi just knows gnolls are bad. They sometimes they take the Longshanks and and we hear awful screams. They keep them alive for days sometimes. It's it's bad. Monsi doesn't like it. Monsi doesn't like it at all. That is really bad. No kidding. Uh, all right. Uh, you have to know how many they might have, or if it's uh, if it's just a few of them up there. Last time Monsi saw, there were five. Sounds like we're outnumbered. We shouldn't go in there haphazardly. But to get to Knowles, you have to go through ship first. Ship is haunted. They There's ghost in ship. It makes makes creepy noises. Monsi doesn't like the ship. But there's engine on ship. If you turn engine on, the ship spinnies should move it enough that you can get by it. Well... For me, personally, I ain't worried about no ghosts. Something tells me that with my bones here, I should be able to take care of a fellow undead. So all we have to do is get on that ship and get it turning. Am I understanding that right? Yes. Well, fellers, it looks like we got ourselves what we need. Is there anything else y'all want to do here before we set sail? Uh, I think I'm ready. I make sure that uh, my gun's loaded. And... Like, let's go and, uh, and go rescue some people, I guess. All right, let's go ahead and head north to that big old ship that says Harpy's Kiss on it. Well, hold on now. Muncie, uh, we were sent here by your uh, friends. Uh, they are extremely concerned with you. Do you want to go back and check on them, maybe, or let them know you're okay? Yes, Muncie will do that. Muncie, Muncie planned on doing that right away. So, uh, just for clarification, Muncie said she's fine on her own. Yes, Monsi can make it back to Goblin Camp on her own. All right, 
Good. In that case, we're going to go ahead and head north through the scrapyard and start uh, trailing on towards the ship we see on the horizon. A once magnificent dirigible lies across the pathway through the scrapyard. The words Harpy's Kiss are scrawled in faded black plaint along the side. It lies in a pile of scrap metal, leaning slightly starboard, blocking the path leading east to west. On the top deck, an exposed alchemical engine juts from the planks, smoke still rising from the blasted contraption. Well, looks like them goblins weren't kidding. This ship really is blocking the way. But how the hell did they get a ship in this here yard? There's no water around here for quite a long ways. Maybe uh, something to do with one of the mana storms or something? I don't know. As you get closer, you start to hear a slight wailing sound. Can Teron roll perception to see if he can identify where the wailing is coming from? Yeah. Arcus also draws his gun and is looking around trying to find whoever, uh, whatever's making the sound. And I'm specifically trying to avoid notice. Okay. Yeah, I think whilst they're doing this, Orville's just going to be kind of one trap mind, head straight towards the engine because he knows fixing that's the job. Okay. And uh, Orville, as you get that close, Teron, you see something jump out at him. And that will be initiative. Damn it, Snake Man, look out. Something's going for you. Too many things are jumping out at me today. This is ridiculous. I rolled stealth for initiative since I was avoiding notice. Yep, that's correct. All right, Arcus, you have the first move. I trained my gun on whatever jumped out at my comrade, and I fire, and that's going to be a 19 to hit. A 19 will just barely miss. No way. Okay, then I'm going to reload and fire again. Oh, that's going to be a six, so I'm guessing that doesn't hit either. Yeah, that's a miss. All right, that's my turn. All right, Casper. Uh, Casper will step on over here um, and engage with a punch to the face. I'm guessing a nine will miss. A nine's going to miss. That would be about it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give myself a raise shield action and pass turn here. All right, Orville. All right, Orville, for the second time in a very short amount of time, has seen something jump straight out at him. So, um, as before, he is uh, just going to run away. And then, once he's run away a bit, he'll reload his crossbow and take a shot. Uh, that is a 13, that is a miss. Ooh, so sad. And that brings us over to the haunt's turn. And it is going to let out this loud screeching whistle. And I need a fortitude save from everyone. 16. Casper's gonna happily sit on that 20. I also rolled a 16. And uh, Taryn fucked up with a 5. That's a 1 on the dice. Do you want to hero point that, or do you want to keep it? Yeah, uh, first roll of the day, gonna go ahead and hero point that. And that's a 2 on the dice. That's not really any better. (laughs) Okay, so it looks like Everyone except Casper and Taron are going to take 8 sonic damage and are stunned 1. Casper, you just take 4 damage, you are not stunned. And Taron, you are going to take 16 damage and you are stunned 1. Jesus. Thank god we got that oil. And that brings us to Taron's turn. So as Taron got 
whistled to almost death and is now stunned, wobbling back and forth, he is going to go ahead and try to uh, exploit vulnerability on this here ghost. Uh, so that'll be esoteric lore. A 15 is not going to be enough for a success. Uh, so Teron is just going to rack his brain. He's going to try and see if he can find anything on this ghost. And he really can't recall much of anything. Uh, but he does know that all ghosts do not like uh, religious items. So he's just going to pull out some random religious trinket from his bag. And he's just going to tie it to the hilt of his whip. And he's going to be like, well, this will have to do for now. And um, for his last action, we're going to go ahead and try to intimidate this ghost here. So he's going to point his, his whip and with the religious ornament attached to it, he's going to say, I'm going to banish you back to where you came from. Ooh, that is a 26. That will be a critical success. And since Taron is stunned one, I lose my third action and that is the end of my turn. All right, top of round two, Arcus. I am going to reload, and, well, yeah, I'm going to try to shoot it. I'm guessing that does not hit. 13? 13's going to be miss. Uh, well, that's my turn, because I'm stunned one. Casper. Casper is going to get comfortable with it. Uh, I made that save, so I'm not that injured. Uh, I'm going to go for a quick attempt to grab it, a punch, and then a raise shield. Ooh, an 11 for that athletics check, which for a grab, I believe, is versus its fortitude. Yep, that's not going to be enough. Be it for me to bang my head against the wall repeatedly, I'm going to try and punch at it, because that seems much more effectual with an apparition. Yes. Hey, 22 hits. All right, well, let's uh, hope that damage holds up. Six bludgeoning damage on the dice, and uh, I will raise shield as final action and pass turn here. Orville. All right, so, um... Orville's a little stunned, he's a little um, out of it, so he can't do much, but he can see next to him that Terran ain't looking so good after the um, after the cream. So what he's going to do is quickly pull out a few vials off, off of his, like, um, out of pockets and stuff, quickly whip together a juggernaut mutagen, and then hand it to Terran. And I think that's all I can do. Thanks, Snake Man. You're welcome, just try not to die. Muscle's always useful. I hate to break it to you, Snake Man, but I'm already dead. Well, try not to be more dead? And then with a loud creak and a squeal, the ghost is going to take a deep breath and shoot out this cone of smoke directly at Casper. I need a fortitude save from you. So it's just a 21? Uh, unless it happens to be, I believe, a poison or a disease? Then it's a 22. Uh, that it will be a success, so you are taking one poison damage, and you are sickened one, as you just take a full mouthful of this noxious smoke. Uh, is that persistent poison, or just one poison? Just one poison. That's a lucky poison right there. Uh, I'll, I'll happily take that, thank you. And bottom round two, Terran. Alright, now that Terran is, uh, a little bit less confused and dazed, he's going to use his first action to run up to this ghost with uh, the utmost haste. And while he's running up there, uh, he's going to chug that juggernaut mutagen, give him some a little bit more pep in his step, and he's going he's gonna to crack his whip at this here ghost. A 19 will hit because it is frightened. Taron's just going to 
bring his whip around and crack it at this here ghost, and it's gonna probably snap with a little bit of flicker of light as that religious symbol uh, does a little bit more with uh, 11 points of damage. Alright. Top of round three, Arcus. I feel like I should probably treat wounds, but I also think that this, you know, this ghost is dead probably better, so I'm gonna reload and try and shoot. I assume with a plus nine, eventually I'm gonna hit it. Eventually. Oh, perfect! There we go. That's a 29. Or not 20, I'll die. And what does your critical hit card say? It says, right in your normal damage, the target is deafened until healed. So I guess the ghost can't hear anymore. Yeah, the ghost will be deafened, but you're still gonna do double damage. Nice. Alright, that's gonna be 27 damage. Ooh, and would you look at that? That happens to be exactly what he had. I, uh, so I missed my first couple shots, and I'm just getting more and more irritated. And finally, I just plop my gun on top of the on top of some of the junk to take better aim, and then aim straight at its head and just blow it away. Beautiful. Well, um, is that sorted then? I just take a deep sigh. I'm like, <sighs> I think it's dead. Deader than it already was. I'm guessing an hour hasn't. I don't. I think an hour has passed by since I treated wounds at the camp, right? At the the goblin camp where we first got the mission to take out the gnolls. Yes. Okay, so I can treat wounds again then. Oh, nice. So then that would be medicine, right? Yep. You heal in Orville. I'm going to heal myself first. Well, I was going to try. That's a nine. So I chap. I have some of these hit potions I can use. Well, I, that was for me. I'm going to roll for you as well to see. Uh, he got a 14. That's not enough. DC's 15 for medicine check. Dang it. All right, well. All right. Well, seems as... I'll hand him one of the um, healing potions. Elixir's alive. And um, just go, bottoms up, chap. Uh, Casper, critically failing to heal his brother, is going to spend a hero point to avert uh, possibly medically murdering his uh, his sibling there. That would have definitely killed me. <laughs> I guess what I'm going to do then is t- chug the healing potion. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I got one HP. We've both been healed so much. It's it's incredible, really. Is uh, is Casper okay? Casper is doing about as well on the hero point as uh, his brother did with the one and the two, I think, there. Please, brother. I'm really sick. I don't know what that thing did to your bones, that, that sonic damage, but it looks like it ruptured some of your marrow, but I, I don't know if I can fix you right now. Give, give it a little while. So, the healing potions for Arcus and Orville both healed one, all of the medicine checks have failed, and you guys are out of rolls for medicine checks. Did we not get that... Did we get that oil from, um... You know, the goblin inventor? Um... You do have an oil of own life. Please, rub it on my bones. I can't handle another fight. So that'll be 1d8 hit points for undead. As I turn away from my brother, I'm gonna attempt to heal myself now. Whilst everyone's patching up their wounds, Orville's once again gonna kind of nervously creep back towards the engine. Alright, so Casper succeeded a medicine check finally on himself, healing seven. And Taron healed himself for two with the oil of unlife. Seeing everybody uh, damaged and pretty beaten up, um, and I see Orville going closer to the ship, I immediately, like, start getting into position to, like, look around and make sure we're not being watched because I know how vulnerable we 
are. And I want to make a perception check. All right, roll me perception. That's going to be a 24. It doesn't look like anyone's following you, and it doesn't look like anyone would be able to get a jump on you with how high the trash is towered on the sides. So it seems like you're in a very safe location right now. Now, now there. Oh, hold on, Orville. Hold on. Let me let me patch you up before you go touching that that their uh, engine thing. That might explode on you. I don't I don't want to be picking up pieces of you from other, halfway across this uh, junkyard here. Explode on me? Do you really doubt my skills that much? No, I, I'm doubting our luck that much at the moment. The engine immediately explodes. <laughs> oh, your ears are real bloody, buddy. I, I don't know if I can do anything for that one. Ugh, I don't even have any Q-tips here. Man, that's a lot of blood in there. Can you still hear me? What? Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Hey, 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 you, you with the gun. That was good shooting. Glad you didn't shoot me in the back. Now come here so I can heal you too. Looks like a 21 on that medicine is at least going to get Arcus picked back up. All right, whilst Casper's getting on healing Arcus, I'm going to start looking at the engine, trying to figure out how it works and if there's any way I could try and salvage it. You can do me a crafting check or an engineering lore check. Crafting. That is a 17. A 17 is not enough. This is a really complex alchemical engine. There's lots of moving gears and belts in addition to alchemical like vials of potions that you don't know what they do or what they need to be. It's it's very confusing. You can't really tell how to turn this engine on at all. Oh, this, this is terribly designed. Who made this? Oh, God. Why does that go there? Who has done this? Ugh. It, it's hopeless, lads. Now, 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 now. Our goblin friends seem to figure it out. Maybe we can... Maybe she hasn't left yet. Maybe we can go get her and she can show us how to turn it on. If I can't figure it out, I... I doubt she can. You know, it's, um... It's a lost cause. I... I... I go and reload my gun, too, by the way. Taron is just gonna walk up to the engine and he's gonna give it a, a swift kick in an attempt to figure out what's going on. And now the engine explodes. What are you rolling to kick it? The crafting. That's my knowledge check. <laughs> that is genius. Alright, well, uh, you kick it, and then you hear a loud gurgle, and then the engine just seems to sputter to life. The propellers start to move, and it's just a loud creak and groaning as the ship starts to move over to the side. You see, Snake Man, it wasn't that hard. Just needed a little bit of tough love, that's all. Well, obviously, if I thought that was an option, I would have tried it. I just, I want to do this little skill, delicacy, you know? Uh, guys, speaking of delicacy, we made a lot of noise. Uh, Arcus is looking around to make sure, like, that hasn't attracted any unwanted attention. I tell you what, brother, with, with mechanical skills like that, we could repurpose this ship. Look at this thing. This is a perfect cookie distribution device. I got an 11 for perception. You don't see anyone. Say, well, uh, I, I guess, I think we're fine. Maybe, I think. And now you have a nice little 10 foot wide tunnel type thing that you can just squeeze into to go through where the ship is. After you. Sure, let the heavily injured skeleton man take front. Good point, brother. Uh, we, we're kind of hurt right now. We know we're going into possibly a hostile situation. Maybe you scout ahead, things go bad, you run back here and we're set for ambush. If we don't see you in two minutes, we're going to assume you're dead and we'll come try to retrieve you. Does Teron see anything as he's crawling through this hole and the light hits him on the other side? Does he see anything? 
Roll me perception. Arcus is also laying low to try and avoid notice, even though he's going to this, like, very small place. Tattered and dust-worn canvas tents stand against the southern and western walls of Scrap. A fire pit sits between the tents, and impaled on a crude spit over the pit is a carcass of a large, charred rat. The path through the Scrap leads to the north, and there seem to be a total of four gnolls that you can see all sitting around the campfire. They seem to be looking around because they heard the noise from the ship, but they don't really seem that interested or aware of it. They're kind of just like looking at their surroundings, but not searching for anything really. Uh, Teron is gonna whisper back to the party. Now hold on gang, there seems to be four of them around that there campfire. Let me take a look at them, see if I can find anything on them and when we get a chance, we hit him by surprise. I I trained my gun on the closest one. Do we not want to try the diplomatic approach first? I, I'm pretty sure that they tortured some people. Isn't that what that no lady said? I don't think they're gonna like us. Not like us? I'm, I'm a charming individual. I'm sure we can make this work. Who knows, the Longshanks there could be killing could be the Gold Cloaks or somebody else coming around here or maybe some Muglins thugs. We don't know. What if you go talk to them and you give, give some kind of like... Give me some kind of signal if you want me to shoot, and I'll stay back and hide out of sight. Sure, let Snake Man go up there and talk to him. He can get jumped on for a third time today. In fairness, none of us saw the second time coming. And as Teron is watching Orville walk up there, he's going to go ahead and try to exploit vulnerability on uh, all of the gnolls here. So I'll go ahead and make my rolls. Can Arcus also roll for stealth? Yes. Argus got a 25 for stealth. Alright, Taron, did you just do your lore knowledge on all four of them? Yes, all four. So I rolled two 10s, a 22, and a 21. Okay, so the 10s are going to fail, but the 22 and the 21 will be a success. They don't have any weaknesses or resistances. Uh, so Taron is going to take a look at all the gnolls around the campfire. He can't really see the two in the back very well, so he can't really pick out their weaknesses. But he could see that the two to the east closest to them are really getting close to that fire. So he can probably tell that they really don't like the cold. So he's going to pull the the cartridge out of the handle of his whip and he's going to put pull out this blue smoky cartridge and he's going to shove it in there and uh, turn it on and this uh, this cold gas is just going to flow out of the creases in his whip and he's going to say to the party, it looks like them their knolls don't like the cold. They're getting real close to that fire there. Let's see how they like this. And... You notice as you're like investigating the gnolls and looking at them really closely, you see very noticeable mutations on them. There's limbs where they shouldn't be. There's these large weeping pustules all over their body. There's misplaced sensory organs, eyes on their leg, ears on their chest. They look very mutated. And the only thing you can think of is the mana wastes nearby could cause the mutations, but you don't really know why the gnolls would be going into the mana wastes so much. I mean, mutations are just my cup of tea. That is what I like. So, I guess whilst these lot are preparing for a fight, Orville um, 
confidently walking, whistling, I might add, is gonna start to walk over to this camp. He's gonna stop ten or so feet away. Gentlemen, gentlemen. I happen to see you're eating a quite stringy, quite quite small rat over there. What if I can tell you I can make that rat taste like the finest turkey you can get? And you all seem to have mutations. What if I could help ease you of any of the pain that they cause? How does that sound? All of them are going to turn to look at you, and they're going to grin with these grisly smiles that are dripping this green pustule fluid. And they're going to say back to you in common, Well, well, well. Look like we just found a tasty little snack here, eh, boys? That's not what I meant by improving your meal, but, um... And then I'm just going to start sprinting back towards the group. Alright, and that will be initiative then. Oh boy, Snake Man, who would have saw that coming? They could have been friendly, mutated gnolls, you never know. Top of round one, Arcus, you see Orville immediately turn around, and it looks like he's about to start sprinting back towards you. Okay, I've already lined up my sights on the closest gnoll to him, so I'm going to try and hit with my gun. Oh, that's a nat 20. With one shot, one kill as well. Yes, it is. You were using up all your good luck. Right? I, I, you know what? I've missed so many shots. I feel like I've just built it up. Gain a plus two circumstance bonus to AC until the end of your next turn is the critical hit deck that I drew. So I'm going to roll for damage. And the first null takes 41 damage. <laughs> that is insane. And at this point, I think... I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna reload as my next action, and then my last action is this one is the next one undercover right here. Um, it'll be slight cover, but you can still shoot him. What about the one in the What about one in the back? Because there's four nose nulls total. Is there any I can shoot with that don't have cover at all? Yeah, that one you can shoot without cover. Okay, and I'm pretty sure at the distance I can still hit it. Yeah, you can hit that one to the to the west. Okay, so then I'm going to shoot again. Oh man, I thought it was going to be another 20 for a second there. That's an 8 to hit. 8's going to miss. Dang. Okay, I should have just rolled for intimidation or something. Still, you one shot, one killed that first knoll. Yeah, that felt so good. I've been wanting to uh, actually do maximum, or do get a nat 20 on my first round of combat. It's so good. Next up is Orville. Hmm. To start with, he seems to... He's found himself in a bit of a pickle, so using a free action, I'm going to use Mutagenic Flashback to um, regain the effects of the, what is it, Lesser Juggernaut Mutagen, which I used earlier, and so I get that. And then Orville is just gonna... How far can he... Yeah, he can sprint back there. He is just gonna sprint back to the group, basically... um, slide next to Casper so he's on the ground, turns around puts his crossbow on the floor and puts a bolt in. And yeah, I think that's the reactions. Alright, Teron, take it away. Alright, as Teron sees the snake man hightail it back towards the boat um, he's gonna look at the knoll to the west that Arcus tried to shoot at and he's gonna go ahead and try to give it the good old undead flare with his, uh menacing eye sockets. A 21 will be enough. Alright. 
And now that uh, one of the gnolls is all good and frightened, Teron is going to prepare for them to run up and surround everybody. Uh, so for his last two actions, he's going to prepare a attacking action with his whip, uh, with the trigger being if a knoll steps within 10 feet, so within his weapon range. And that will be the end of turn. Okay, so it is this knoll's to the south turn. He's hiding behind some tents. He just saw his best friend next to him get his head blown off in a single shot. He's covered in guts now, in addition to this green goo, and he just lets out a loud roaring, and he's going to charge over. And it takes him all three actions to reach you. And uh, Teron, seeing this knoll just charge straight at him, sees his opportunity, and he's gonna, he's gonna whirl his whip around and try to attack this charging knoll. So he whirls up his whip, and he tries to crack it at the incoming knoll, and it's just a very wide miss. You just quite can't quite connect with it. And then the next knoll to the south is going to do the same thing. He's going to let out a battle cry and then charge over, and he gets right up on Teron. Not flanking, but still next to him. And the last knoll is going to do the same thing and start crowding around that entrance to the ship. Casper! Does Teron have room to move behind me from where he is currently, or do we need to create an opening? No, he can go through you, yeah. So Teron is directed to my southwest. Um, Noel right in front of me is going to get a punch in the face, just because uh, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, whopping 11 is not going to hit, I'm guessing. Nope. Going to attempt one more punch, and then I'm going to raise shield here with multiple attack penalty for a 17. That will hit. Oh, hey, I am totally down with that. Uh, let's put a little damage on this guy here. Six. He takes the full force of your fist to his face, and as you punch him, there's a large pustule on his face that you connect straight with, and it shoots out all this green goo at you, and I need a reflex save from you. I just lost connection to the server, but I trust you to roll that for me. You did roll. It was a 26, and that's a success. You see the goo coming right at you, and you twist away, dodging it nimbly. Uh, gonna be raise shield and end a turn for me there. Thank you. All right, Arcus, top of round two. All right, so... I see that this one is near death, and it's also close. Um, so I think I'm gonna shoot at that one. So I'm gonna reload, shoot at that one. That's gonna be a 15 to hit. That'll hit. Nice. So that's gonna be eight damage to the one that's near death. That will kill. Awesome. Just cleaning up here. And then I'm going to, I think I'll just reload, set it for my next turn. All right, Orville. All right. Um, well, I guess first Orville, seeing them fairly close to Terran, has got an idea. Pulls out a bunch of vials, starts whipping together one of his um, necrotic bombs. He's going to use quick alchemy to make that. Then he is going to lob it straight at the um, the knoll right in front of uh, Terran. Okay. That'll be an eight. So I miss. That'll be a miss, but still get splash damage. Uh, I think splash damage is just one splash damage to Terran and the Null. And that is one healing to Terran. And then, um, seeing that didn't work, he's gonna try it the old fashioned way. 
pull out his hand crossbow and just take a shot at the same um no. That is a critical one. Oh. So ranged. I am now confused. Ooh. How did that miss? That makes no sense. I should have hit him straight. That's some turn you got there. Just for my own sake, what does confused do? Please tell me it's not what I think it is. You attack wildly. <laughs> you use all of your actions to strike random targets. And if you have no viable targets, you target yourself. Well, at least I am terrible at punching. But every time you take damage, you can attempt a DC 11 flat check to recover from your confusion. All right. All right, so with that, Teron. Teron, upon seeing the uh, snake man miss a point-blank shot, is just going to scoff and try to hit uh, this knoll to the, the west of him right next to him in an attempt to try and clear everything out. So he winds his whip up to try and flick it at the nearest uh, knoll, and he has the same luck as Orville. He can't even hit a point-blank shot. Knoll's just so nimble, man. And in his frustration, he's just going to look at the knoll and figure, well, if I can't hit it, I might as well scare it. So he gives it a very mean glare. That is a 10 on the intimidation, which will be a failure. Taron's staring at this knoll, and the knoll isn't budging. He's not looking anything worse for wear. So Taron just says, fuck it, and decides to whirl his whip around to try and attack the knoll to the north of him that's frightened. And as he whirls his whip around to try and hit that knoll, he, again, cannot hit point-blank hits for the life of him, and that is the end of the turn. Man, you guys are rolling really low this session. Whoa, 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 whoa. Some of us are, you know, doing work. Alright, some of you are. (laughs) Alright, so the knoll in its rage, after seeing his friend die in front of him, he charged over and he's going to make a jaw attack at the closest one to him, which is Teron. Oops. That's a 20 on the die. Oof. It wouldn't be a session if Alec didn't get critted on. It's quite literally every session. I crit, I crit fail, crit fail the versus the ghost. I got 16 damage and now first hit on me this round. If it makes you feel any better, it's only six damage. Actually, wait, does um, does Juggernaut Mutagen's 10th HP carry over to next combat? Yeah, I think it just lasts for- how long does it last? Oh god, no. It's only a minute. I am now down and dying too. Oops. You were hoping the speed was keeping you alive. It's fine, he's already dead. We don't have to worry. Seeing that the Knoll downed the first skeleton, he's going to charge on over to the second skeleton just northeast and make another bite. You know, Knolls love to chew on bones. I was about to make a joke about throwing a dog a bone, but you know, that was when I would get a charge, which we would have low initiative. Never mind. That'll be a 16 to hit, Casper. Uh, unfortunately, that's a miss with the buckler up. Okay, that's it for his turn. So the second remaining Knoll is going to stride over to Orville and make a jaw attack and that'll be a 21 to hit. That is gonna hit. And that'll be six damage. Six damage, okay. That's my Juggernaut Mutagen gone, and can I roll to um see if I get rid of confusion? Yes. 
So that's just a flat 11 recovery check. That is a 15. You are all good. You get one bite and you just suddenly are very aware of where you are and what is happening. And for the Knoll's third and final action, he will miss a second bite on Orville. All right, Casper, your brother just downed in front of you. What do you do? That is a real tough question. Um, it, it looked like a furious blow that he went down on. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little bit sorry for parent memory loss here with the toddler. Uh, did I battle medicine him last session, or are you still on a one-day timer? Um, I don't remember if you battle medicine him. I don't think you did. Wait, is battle medicine and treat wounds on a totally different timer? Yeah, it's one day. Oh, snap. I don't remember you battle medicine him last time, so I'll let it happen. This is it. This is where I medically murder my brother or possibly save his life. So, unless you got dying before, buddy. That is a failure by seven to battle medicine. Um, this is my first action. Uh, continuing on with that, I'm going to attempt a stabilize uh, action. Um, administer first aid, I believe. Yep, and that is a two action thing. <sighs> Licky, I got this crazy shooter back here who's taking people's heads off of that rifle because uh, that is. Oof. All right, well, well, going anyway. Uh, attempting a treat, or no, this is just a regular medicine check. Uh, it's a DC 15 for this. It is five plus the creature's recovery roll, but a 23 will succeed. Nice and stable, brother. Uh, that is all three actions uh, and a turn there. All right, I am going to. Try and I guess I'll hit the one. I'm gonna try and hit the knoll that is right in front of Casper, especially since he's right next to um, Tarion. So I'm gonna fire my weapon, and that is gonna be a 23 to hit. And that will hit. All right, and roll for damage, and that's nine damage. That will kill. Perfect. All right, then I'm gonna reload. And I might as well try and kill the other one. Maybe we can get out of combat and nobody die. That is going to be a 20 to hit. A dirty 20. Dirty 20 hits. All right. I roll for damage. That's going to be 11 damage. And 11 damage will kill. Dang. Arcus did work this time. Round of applause. That was like MVP action right there. Good job, buddy. Makes up for all those rolls last session, right? I know, all those missed shots, just I collectively was building up for emergency situation. And that is the end of the encounter. Teron is unconscious, but stabilized. Everyone except Arcus is injured. And you now have a nice, fresh Nolk camp to explore. Well, it's um safe to say they weren't the friendliest. Well, you know, maybe it's tough selling sand in a desert, buddy. Your skills just aren't there yet. But uh, next time, next time, I- I'm sure you got it. I, I watched that sales pitch, that posture you walked up with. Totally welcome. 10 out of 10. Definitely used camel salesman territory there. How's your brother looking, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try and take care of that. Uh, he's got a lot of marrow leaking and need a lot of... Look at those femurs, man. If that happened to you, you'd be screaming for... T- uh, anyway, let me fix this up. Uh, good luck. You guys take a look with that camp there. Yeah, so I'll go see if there's anything that can help him. And uh, I'm going to just walk over and start looking around the camp, starting with the tents. Uh, yeah, Arcus can help stabilize too, right? Or he, or he's stable, like, it's just now he has to 
what, recover? I can't remember how this works. He is stable, he just needs health regained now. Okay, so then Arcus, after like, seeing his comrade almost basically die, and then having to go into serious mode and kill a bunch of gnolls, now he's just gonna like, rest his gunners in his lap and just stare off for a little bit as the PTSD has to wear off. You, you really look like you know what you're doing there. You, you sure? You, you, I, I think you're fully qualified. You, is this the meditation afterwards? Uh, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. Kind of reminds me of a lot of, uh, things from the past. I'm just, I just need a minute. All right, Oroville, roll me a perception as you look around the camp. And I just want to say, whilst they are having this serious moment with Arcus in that mood, Orville's just kind of pleasantly looking around, you know? Whistling as he goes, just, you know, having a nice time. And that is what we like to see. He will pocket that for later. That is some lovely jewelry and coins. Dang old Noel, don't turn Terrian into bone meal. God dang it. Well, gang, it's going to be some time till I can try and get Terrian up again. we we got like an hour if you all want to rest or, or do something else. I don't know. Maybe we need to go back and talk to Muncie. And remember, you did just take care of the Knolls, so Lord Glass, back at the Goblin Camp, did say he has good junk for you. I'm afraid there was um nothing useful. Maybe we could carry him back to the Goblins. They could try and help I don't know about carrying him across that pit there, but uh, maybe you got, you all head on back to the goblins. I'll, I'll sit with him over in Muncie's camp there and, and try and take care of him. I think we drained the pit. Oh, that's right. We did drain that pit, and that thing went down the drain. Oh, dang it. Thanks for reminding me of that. Oh, I have forgotten totally, and my mind was clear. I thought, oh, God dang it. I'm sure we'll never have to worry about it again. There are loads of ways it could have gone through that sewer. We don't have to worry. Arcus kind of shakes it off finally, and he's kind of he walks like to like the perimeter of the camp, and is just like watching to make sure like he's back in like survival mode. Are we safe? Are there people watching us? Do we need to worry? And I just want to make a perception check. Okay. Must be a twenty-one to perception. The camp looks relatively used, but you count five tents. It looks like each tent only has one knoll in it, and. It looks like no one else is at this camp right now. Does the position seem? Does our position seem fortifiable enough to, like, if we decide to keep Tyrion here? I guess we've decided pretty much to carry him across the pit. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's head on back. I, if we're gonna rest for a while, I feel safer with the, the goblins guarding us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. I guess we'll head back then. Oh, do we see the go- the Muncie? Do we see her on the way back? Or she is at the goblin camp. Okay, perfect. And as you guys come to the goblin camp, you're carrying Terran. He's just like a pile of bones at this point. Lord Glass is going to stand up on a crate and be like, Ah, Longshanks, you've returned. What happened to friend? What happened to Knowles? Again, speaking in goblin, I'm going to turn him. Hello, my friend. Um, the Knowles have been sorted out. Don't worry, they will not be bothering you anymore. Or anyone else for that matter. And, um, our friend here took a beating in the fight. It's alright, he'll survive, but, um, he's suffering. If you've got anything you can help with, maybe, um, maybe your inventor over here could whip up some more of that lovely oil. And as you say that, Monsi is going to jump up and be like, Yes, yes, Monsi can help, Monsi can help. And she runs off to a tent and starts, you hear, like, these tinkering and clankering sounds in there. Definitely doesn't sound like she's making a potion 
but she comes back out and she has two vials of thick black liquid. And they are, and she hands them over to you and says, Potion for Skelly, potion for Skelly. Uh, has it been an hour dragging him back? Can I try one more uh, treat wounds before we go straight to the potions? It has not been an hour since you've dragged him back, no. At a glance, can I see what these potions are just to make sure it's the right kind of stuff? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's not usual, but it is potions of unlife or oil of unlife. That'll do then, I guess. And um, yeah, I'll hand them to Casper and then turn back to the goblin and be like, So, um, this wonderful drunk you were speaking of, I believe that was our reward? Lord Glass is going to be like, yes, yes, good junk, good junk. We don't even give this junk to Longshanks, but we give this junk to you. And he pulls out a small little box and hands it over to you. Good junk, good junk. We promise, good junk. All right, I'll just open it up and see what we got. Ooh, lovely. Did Teron get any HP back? Yeah, you have two oil of unlife. Each oil of unlife does 1d8 hit points. Watch me roll two ones. With the oil of life like seeping into his bones, Teron just reforms into a full man again. And he's just like, what the hell happened? I was kicking no ass one second, and the next thing I know, the world was black. Uh, I guess I shuffle my feet like, oh, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. We were really worried. What was happening, my friend, was we were getting paid. Look at this, and I um, show them the cold iron chunk that we've been given. They gave you a rock? How the hell is that payment? This isn't just a rock, it's cold iron. This is, as they said, it's the good junk. Well, I don't really see how this junk would be really with any help to us, but whatever you say, Snake Man. Well, if it was hot iron, we wouldn't even be able to carry it, but uh, I, I think that's a uh, thank yous, and we gotta travel on, because uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but we got a little date to make uh, over near that uh, that one tavern that we're all not too familiar with yet. Yeah, yeah. Of course, how could I forget? The Barrel and Bullet Saloon. Yeah, we gotta skedaddle on over there so we can actually get paid. Well then, um, where did we have to go next? Um, how do we get out of this scrap heap? The scrapyard is in an S shape, and at the top of the S is a pipe that leads to the sewers. And you have to traverse through the sewers to get back to the bullet and barrel saloon. If I remember right, that lady said that there is some pipe or another at the other end of the scrapyard. We should probably make our way on over there. Let's just hope it isn't this pipe. And I'll, yeah, follow up to the rest. Tell you what, each time I pass by that Harvey's kiss, I have dreams of my cookie distribution future. Shit like that, man. How many cookies could you fit on there? At least a thousand baker's dozens. If only that ship could fly, then we could go and sell them things anywhere you want. And, uh, Casper, when you guys get back to the Knoll camp, it has been an hour, so you will be able to do another Healy. I'm gonna try to treat wounds, um, for Vilvin. Alright, and he gains 15 health back. Ooh. Lovely. I'm sorry, brother. You're a curse right now. Something about this marrow just keeps leaking out. I can't. I can't stitch it. Well, that sounds like me. Cursed with things beyond my understanding and comprehension. Look, just don't throw any of these guys a bone. Just hang back. Stick behind me. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I'll keep you alive, and we'll try again in a little bit. See if that marrow's hard enough. Got enough air on it. Oh yeah. Um. One other thing. 
as we're going past the um the camp with all the dead gnolls, um, Orville being a mutagenist himself, mutations are quite interesting. I just want to have a look, see if I can figure out the cause of this and what kind of effect it's had, and generally a kind of could I implement this in a good way sort of thing. Alright, I'll have you roll me like society or arcana. We'll go arcana. That is a 23. Alright, you look at the mutations, you see the pustule, the green goo, and you immediately know this is definitely from the mana wastes. These are classic signs and symptoms of people who spend too much time in the mana wastes during the surge time with horrible arcane magic storms with primal magic surging all around you, engulfing you, and tearing your body apart. These gnolls have been in the mana wastes repeatedly, and this is how they've gotten all these mutations. Shame. Doesn't seem to be a practical use. Oh well. And yeah, I'll join the rest. What's he doing over there? Is he trying to find that pustule that near burst on me, man? That thing hit me. Ugh, I don't even want to guess why it would have happened. Those pustules and horrible things, if studied correctly, could yield some very exciting results for you. I mean, yeah, for me, because I don't care about extra pustules on me. You try selling that to a noble. Hey, you want to put this pustule on your face? It's a great defensive option in case you happen to get punched by an uppity commoner. Oh, trust me. Nobles aren't as smart as you think they are there. It's quite easy to trick them into some absolutely hilarious side effects. I mean, I, I guess if you sell it on them as, a, as like a fashion statement, or if you could get like custom colors, maybe they'd be into it. It's a very interesting way of looking at it. I was thinking of just leaving that out of um, my sales pitch. Interesting way of going through it, though. I mean, the world's second oldest profession was marketing, right? Uh, and you may well have the gift of the gap. Fellers, I hate to interrupt your tug and jug over there, but look ahead. What the hell is all this green shit? Here, the walls of trash lining the scrapyard are overgrown with dense green mold, bulging mushrooms, and powdery fungus. Thick, fuzzy rot overflows onto the floor of the scrapyard, the plant matter spongy and slippery looking. To the east, a wide sewer tunnel exits the scrapyard. Uh, would it be way too much guesswork to think that this would be a recall knowledge nature? Roll nature. Dice are really telling a story for me today, and that's the story of Casper being totally airheaded and not caring about anything with another four. <laughs> Taron, despite all of his knowledge of the occult, does not know what the hell this is. Uh, yeah, could I try rolling two? Go ahead. Nature. Ooh, that is a six. Well, you guys know it's plants and mushrooms. And you know that mushrooms are not plants. I think I want to, like, take, like, some piece of scrap or something and just throw it and see what happens when it hits, like, the plants and mold. Okay. All right, so, like, I throw, like, a like a the, just a rusty piece of junk on, in, into the mold and stuff. And thousands of spores, like, burst up where you threw the junk and then they slowly trickle down and settle as the air disperses it. Can I make a nature check to see if I recognize what's going on here? Yeah. Okay, let's see. That's gonna be a 12. Couldn't tell you, Bob. I look around my party, I'm like, anybody know what these spores are? Well, I don't really know what they are, but maybe we should check our surroundings, make sure nothing will grab us if we go through here. 
And with that, Teron is going to roll perception to see if there's anything that looks like that would jump out at him or is like moving suspiciously. With a 17, you look around, you investigate, you don't see any animals, you don't see any like moving vines. It looks, it looks sedentary. It just looks like it's going to be like disturbing plant life and disturbing mold spores if you walk through it, but you don't see any creatures. Do I see like any way around it? The junk is piled too high on either side for you to be able to climb up around it. I want to make a perception check to see if I notice anything in the junk pile that could help us cross without agitating the spores. Okay. And that's going to be a 13. The rolls are not with me anymore. Yeah, it's... You, you look around, the, the best you can see is there's a few, like, long pieces of hardboard that you could probably, like, lay out on the spores to, like, disturb the spores before you go through it. But other than that, you don't really know what you can do. Oh boy, what a cliffhanger. What'll happen to our outlaws next? The suspense is killing me. Eh? I didn't think it was that funny either, but our producer maybe put it in. Anyways, join us next time on the Pathfinder Kings as we continue the Outlaws of Alkenstar. If you like what we do here, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash tpkpodcast or joining our Discord server. Also remember to follow us on Twitter at tpkpodcast. See you next time, Outlaws. Roll for it.